Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Yashoda Nandana Braja Janana Hanjana Yashoda Nandana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Savior of the whole world, Srila Prabhupada Ki. 
Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 16, Text Number 8. Thank you. One sixteen eight. Nakaschin miryate tavad. Yavad asta ihan takaha. Etad artham hi bhagavan. Ahutaha paramar sibi. Aho nirloka pieta. Hari lila ritam vachaha. Naschitin mirite tavad. It's okay. Yavadasta ihantakaha. Etadartam hi bhagavan. Ahuta paramar sibi. Aho nirloke piete. Arili lamritam vacha. Naschastim miryata vad. Yavadasta hi antakaha. Etadartam hi bhagavan. Ahatuha paramar sibi. Aha nir loka pieta hari lila ritam vacha. Never seen that many lines before. <laughs> nah. Not. Kaschit. Anyone. <clears throat> Miryate. Will die. Tavat. So long. Yavat. As long as. Aste is present. Iha therein. Excuse me, herein. Antakaha, one who causes the end of life. Etat, this. Artam, reason. He, certainly. Bhagavan, the representative of the Lord. Ahuta, invited. Parma Rishibi, by the great sages. Aho, aho, alas. Nirloke, in human society. Pieta, let them drink. Hari Lila, transcendental pastimes of the Lord. Amritam, nectar for eternal life. Vacha, narrations. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki. 
As long as Yamaraj, who causes everyone's death, is present here, no one shall meet with death. The great sages have invited the controller of death, Yamaraj, who is the representative of the Lord. Living beings who are under his grip should take advantage by hearing of the deathless, by hearing the deathless nectar in the form of this narration of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. Please repeat, as long as Yamaraj, who causes everyone's death, is present here, no one shall meet with death. The great sages have invited the controller of death, Yamaraj, who is the representative of the Lord. Living beings who are under his grip should take advantage by hearing the deathless nectar in the form of this narration of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. Purport. Every human being dislikes meeting death, but he does not know how to get rid of death. The surest remedy for avoiding death is to accustom oneself to hearing the nectarian pastimes of the Lord as they are systematically narrated in the text of Srimad Bhagavatam. It is advised herein, therefore, that any human being who desires freedom from death should take to this course of life as recommended by the rishis headed by Sunaka. Omagana Timanandasya Jananjanan Salakaya Chakshu Unmilitam Jena Tazma Shri Guruvenamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobisham Shapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamam Dadanti Swapadantikam I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge uh, from my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Tamal Krishna Goswami Nityanamani Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nityanamani Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharni Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paskata Desha Tarnine Pancha Kalpaturubhascha Kipasindavasevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namona Maha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Dvaita Gadadha Shivasari Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Shishivara Kalachanji Ki. So we're reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, the spotless Purana, which has arisen in this dark age of Kali to give light, to show us the way out, <laughs> to dispel the darkness of illusion with knowledge, with transcendental knowledge. So chapter 1, text 16, excuse me, chapter 16 is entitled, How Parikshit Received the Age of Kali. And so um, 
we're in the the part where uh, Maharaj Pariksit was on his way to conquer the world. He saw the master of Kali Yuga, who was lower than a shudra, disguised as a king and hurting the legs of a cow and bull. The king at once caught hold of him to deal sufficient punishment. Then the rishis inquired right then, they sort of interrupt the narration, Sunaka Rishi inquired, why did Maharaj Pariksit simply punish him? Basically, why didn't he kill him? And um, so we're getting the uh, uh, Sunaka Rishi is still... Oh, good Sudha Goswami speaking then. And um, so the devotees of the Lord are accustomed to licking up the honey available from the lotus feet of the Lord. What is the use of topics which simply waste one's valuable life? They want to know, okay, why didn't he just kill Kali? <laughs> and then tell us, how does this, how is Krishna involved? <laughs> the Rishis are like, Get to the nectar. We want to hear about Krishna, right? <laughs> and uh, not really like that. They they want they want to always hear how everything is connected to Krishna. Everything is connected to Krishna, especially everything in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Everything in the Bhagavatam is about Krishna, and it relates. There's so many topics that don't even appear to be about Krishna, but they are because Krishna created everything. And it gives the explanation of how Krishna is still involved. And yet he's aloof because he is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is supremely pure. So he is never contaminated by his material creation. And this is, uh, this is not easy for, for people to, to understand at first, you know, because a lot of people are very mundane in their thought. They think God is like us, you know, or God must be like me and he's just very ordinary. Okay, he's got a lot of money, he's powerful, but you know, he's very ordinary and he's he's subject to jealousy and hatred and anger and pettiness. And these things are simply not there in the Godhead. They're not there. These are material things. And so <coughs> excuse me, for people to begin to understand how supremely pure Krishna is, you have to get narrations that explain the material world and the spiritual world. And how Krishna is always in the spiritual world with his associates. But he likes to come to the material world. Well, does he like to? Well, yes. Anything Krishna does, he is gives pleasure. Because it gives pleasure to us when Krishna comes. And he wants to do that. Krishna wants to give pleasure. He wants us to get the taste for his spiritual nature so that we'll give up our taste for the material nature. And so the Bhagavatam is, is, is very, very expertly arranged and it's very transcendentally powerful because the Bhagavatam gives us the means to hear about Krishna's pastimes and to hear about the, the, how everything was created in the material world, the material energies, and how Krishna is very much a part of all that. And so the the sages make this point, you know, we want to hear about Krishna. And um, so Prabhupada, uh, or, you know, he makes the point that um, 
we we want to get out of this material world. Uh, he Prabhupada explains nicely uh, what the 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 Rishi's questioning of you know why didn't he just kill Kali? Um, then Sutta Goswami takes over again and he says, there are amongst men who desire freedom from death. There are those amongst men who desire freedom from death and they get and get eternal life. They escape the slaughtering process by calling the controller of death Yamaraj. The living entity as he develops from lower animal to higher human being and gradually to higher intelligence becomes anxious to get free from the clutches of death. And this means the clutches of birth, uh, cycle of birth, old age, disease, and death constantly happening. And, um, the, uh, Prabhupada makes the point that even a moment is, is more valuable than all the money in the world, right? Because if, if you, if you run out of time, you can't purchase any more time. When you're meant to die, you you die, and you 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 can't stop death. So that means every moment is so valuable and should be used to pursue Krishna consciousness. Should be used to engage constantly in the devotional service of devotional service of the Lord. Thus, the great sages, headed by Sonika and others, invited Yamaraj to attend the sacrifice performed at Namsharanya. This was good for those who did not want to die. <laughs> because while Yamaraj was there, I didn't know this, that Yamaraj was at Namsharani hearing the Bhagavatam, right? So whenever Yamaraj is away from uh, Yamaloka, right? He's not there. Uh, sometimes he, he can deputize someone and death goes on, right? Other times, it's a break. <laughs> So that's good for those who do not want to die. They get a little more time, right? Actually, that was their karma anyway, because it's already known, right, in the whole thing. So Yamaraj attends the hearing of the Srimad Bhagavatam by the sages of Namsharanya. And uh, so we get to the verse today. As long as Yamaraj, who causes everyone's death, is present here, no one shall meet with death. The great sages have invited the controller of death, Yamaraj, who is the representative of the Lord. Living beings who are under His grip should take advantage by hearing the deathless nectar in the form of this narration, which is going to be the Bhagavatam, of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. So, um, Yamaraj is the representative of the Lord. Why? Why, why, why is the Lord of death the representative of God? Because Krishna puts into play this uh, uh, material world for all the souls that desire for some reason. We, we had a desire to enjoy separately from Krishna. Crazy, right? How can we understand it? And this is uh, hotly debated. You know, did we, were we with Krishna originally and we decided to, to come to the material world? Or we always were in the material world? You know, because... They say, if we were with Krishna, then how could we possibly get a desire, you know, to enjoy the material world? So Prabhupada said, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the fact of the matter is you're here now, so deal with that problem, right? But he said it's also the crow and tall fruit logic. 
that the crow, the crows in the tree see a, a fruit fall. And one crow says, well, that fruit fell because it was so fat and juicy and ripe, it was ready to fall. The other crow says, no, it fell because I was shaking the, shaking the, shaking the branch that was the, the, that it was on. That's why it fell. So they argue back and forth and it, there's no explanation. It, it, they're both correct. They're both wrong, right? It doesn't matter. The fruit fell. That's all that matters, right? So we fell. The fruit fell. We fell from this, from the spiritual world because we're spirit souls. So we're not there now. I mean, we are in a way, right? We have our spiritual form. It's still there, but we've come out of the, of the spiritual world to suffer in the material world. And it's not suffering when you get to come and see Radha Kalachanji, right? That's not suffering to be in the temple room, be amongst devotees. So we begin to get a taste for the spiritual world again. And so Yamaraj, as the representative of the Lord, he's not there just to, to, to give out death, but death is a uh, something that happens in the cycle of birth, old age, disease, and death. It's part of the wheel, right? It's the cycle. And every soul is on this horrible wheel, is on this horrible cycle of birth, old age, disease, and death. The samsara, samsara. And it sounds almost like sadness, weeping, samsara. So, so sad, samsara, right? And it is. It's horrible. Because we can't get off it. (laughs) Hare Krishna. Without the help of a pure devotee, without the help of the shastras, without the help of the holy name, the devotees, So many things help us. Krishna doesn't leave us here to rot on this wheel, being going up and down all the time, birth, old age, disease, and death constantly. Sometimes animal life, sometimes demigod life, sometimes human life. No. Krishna says, I want you back. And so the the representative of the Lord, Yamaraj, he is a pure devotee. He is a uh, Mahajan. And he can teach... Krishna consciousness. He's qualified. And he doesn't just want to to be the Lord of death and just mete out punishment and death all the time. Go to hell. You go to this hell. You go to that hell. Go to this hell. No. He, 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 He is carrying out this difficult duty as a demigod, as an administrator, that is a thankless task, practically, right? Like, uh, Maya is the same way. Maya Devi has to keep us in, in jail, right? She's the jail keeper. She's the prison keeper. She has to keep us in illusion. That's her job. Why? Because we wanted to come here. Well, we pay the price. We have to be in illusion. We have to forget that we're a spirit soul, and we have to try to enjoy. And so we're given senses. But we're always under these three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. And everything we do is under one of those three modes. Everything. So the Krishna conscious process is about getting above even goodness and be and getting to the transcendental position of understanding who are Radha and Krishna, who is Krishna, who is God, who are the devotees? What's the real knowledge? You know, there's a lot of people giving out information about about how to stop suffering. Some people will give you sell you a mantra, okay, you, you can cheat death, right? 
You can go to, you can meditate and go to Brahma Loka, you know, and enjoy pure bliss. Yeah, it's pure bliss in the, in the, in the Brahma Lo, in the, in a Brahma Jyoti. In the Brahma Jyoti, not Brahma Loka, but in Brahma Jyoti, it's very blissful, but you get lonely, right? <laughs> there's no, there's nobody else there. It's just you and, and bliss, blissful energy. So even yogis that go into the, into the, into the, the Brahma Jyoti, they, they come back out because they get lonely. Because the nature of the soul is um, loving. And the nature of the soul is uh, eternal and blissful. And uh, not just blissful in an impersonal way, right? The, the, the nature of the soul hankers for the association of the Lord and the Lord's devotees. Because the Lord and His devotees, the devotees of the Lord, all they care about is, is serving the Lord. And it's not even like servile service, it's, it's pastimes. They want to engage in, in pastimes with the Lord. Cook for Him, clean for Him, bathe Him, put on His clothes, uh, have fun with Him in the forest, run around, play games. You know, this is, this is the spiritual world. And, it, it's done in such a loving way that uh, there's more and more uh, nectar of enjoyment, of spiritual enjoyment comes out of the pastimes. Like here, you can only have so much pleasure, right? And then it starts to go down. Then you have some other activity. Pleasure down, pleasure down. It, it only goes so high. In the spiritual world, there's no limit. There's no limit. There's no limit to the spiritual ecstasy of being with Krishna and his devotees and serving the Lord. So Yamaraj, as the representative of the Lord, is here to 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 try and rectify <laughs> rectify us, right? A, a really good prison, you don't just throw the prisoners into the to the cell and and you know say forget you, we don't care. You know, just rot till you die. The, a really good prison will say, no, we want to reform you. You know, how can we help you? Let's give you classes and teach you knowledge. Let's give you knowledge that next time you walk out of here, you know how to behave yourself, right? Really basic things, you know, how to, how to, how, and, and, and even, you know, people have all this emotional scarring from the things that have happened to them. So it's really good that we have death, right? Otherwise, all that stuff stays with you, you know, all the horrible things that happen. Instead, we get to forget about it and we get to start again. Okay, some of the desires come with us. Our false ego, our mind, our intelligence, our subtle body travels with us from birth to birth. But for the most part, we're able to not be wiped out, you know, by thinking of all our past lifetimes and all of the ridiculous things that happen, right? We can say, no, I'm going to go forward and I still have all these desires for all these unwanted, dirty things, but I'm going to begin to deal with it and in Krishna consciousness, burn it up, burn it away, clean it, clean the heart, clean the mirror of the heart so that we can see we're really a spirit soul. And so the living beings who are under the grip of samsara, birth, old age, disease, and death, who are facing death at every moment, they should take advantage by hearing of the deathless nectar. Isn't that interesting? Deathless. Deathless nectar in the form of the narration of the Srimad Bhagavatam. The, the Srimad Bhagavatam is not only the cream of all Vedic knowledge, it's, it's the nectar of all of the Vedic knowledge, but it's deathless. 
Why is it deathless? Because it it doesn't. It's transcendental. It's spiritual, and it gives us the way to cheat death, to overcome death. That is everybody's problem. At every minute, your body is fighting off things that would kill it. It's called the immune system. If we didn't have a good immune system, we're all dead. We would die as children or babies. We wouldn't even make it because some cold or cough or some virus or some some uh, bacteria thing would kill us. We don't die because we maintain healthy bodies by Krishna's mercy. We're, we have water, good food, uh, fairly clean water and food. Of course, that is changing rapidly with Kali Yuga, right? It is all going down uh, very badly. So the life expectancy will shrink because people cannot, will not be able to get clean water. Uh, the food they eat will be contaminated. We're already finding out there's plastic in everything, in everything. People are eating plastic now. It, you, you can't take it out. It's become micro, microscopic. And so this is the this is the hallmark of the age of Kali, you know, hypocrisy and quarrel and cheating, and the cheating instinct gone berserk uh, in Kali will shorten our lifespan. Uh, and Kali Yuga's full effects will come in. And um, Maharaj Prikshit, he knew that, so he couldn't. He wasn't going to kill Kali because he knew Kali Yuga is coming in. But he wanted to do what was his duty, and that was he wanted to hear the Bhagavatam, right? He knew that um, what he he had to do was get everything ready so that Kali Yuga would come in, but that Kali Yuga would not defeat. Kali doesn't win. Now, it seems in the short term that Kali Yuga takes over, but... The best part of Kali Yuga is that the Sriman Bhagavatam has arisen. We've got the Bhagavatam. Yeah, the Bhagavatam came out because Kali came in. So, so Pariksit, he's cursed to die and he doesn't say, well, let's take this curse off. I want to live. I, I got some more palaces I want to visit. I, I want to see some, I, I haven't seen this part of the world. I need a vacation. You know, no. He said, I'm done. I've done my duty. Fate is telling me I'm, I'm, it's time to go. Krishna is letting me know. Here's 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 what I need to do. Who appears? <coughs> Sukadeva Goswami, his spiritual master, comes, sits down. They all know instantly. Word went out. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a communication network among sages, right? Yamaraj is invited. Great sages and, and important personalities are invited. Uh, and so they come to hear, not only do they hear when Pariksit's there, they also hear again in the forest at Namsharanya. So uh, the Bhagavatam is spoken, and then it's written down. It's spoken twice, and then it's written down for us. Because we can't remember everything we ever heard one time. But previously, that's what everyone could do that. You know, in previous age... Everyone, all, anybody heard Bhagavatam one time, it was in their head for forever. They could always have it as their asset. They remember the whole thing, right? Isn't that amazing? So you can, so, so in this age, it's, it's, it's a degraded age. It's a, it's the dark ages. We have to have books so we can read it. 
but it only benefits us if we read it. <laughs> so we have to not only read the Srimad Bhagavatam, we have to study it and understand it. And the more you read it, the more it reveals, right? It's not like some ordinary book. You can read, uh, you know, some ordinary, uh, fiction or a book, how to, how to fix a car or whatever the book, mundane materials. You read it, there's only so much you're gonna get out of it. Okay, you might say, well I missed this little part on where this little piece goes on this, so I read it twice and I learned that. Okay, great. But eventually you run out. You know, it runs out. It doesn't, it's not a transcendental literature. Transcendental literatures do not ever have a point where you say, that's it. There's nothing more for me to learn from this. You can read Sri, uh, Bhagavad Gita endlessly and still get more and more out of it every time. Because it's not ordinary. It's Krishna's dialogue with Arjuna. So Krishna's made it a transcendental, powerful, uh, special uh, feature that this literature goes inside us and enlightens our heart and, and enlightens our brain with knowledge that gives us the ability to overcome maya. And and how do we overcome maya? We have to practice spiritual the spiritual uh, uh, requirements that are given in the Bhagavatam and the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Srimad Bhagavatam in the Bhagavad Gita. And that is to chant Hare Krishna 16 rounds, Hare Krishna every day. It's our sadhana, it's our practice, it's our spiritual practice. And all these spiritual practice, practices together are called devotional service. And we perform devotional service in a very humble way. We should develop more humility as we're practicing Hare Krishna and as we're associating with other devotees, we should be improving in our relationships, in our service. When you have a humble attitude, you want to serve others. And it's natural. And when you begin to do this and you do it in a nice way, you get the mercy of the other devotees. The other devotees pray for you. They, they, they wish you well. And because they're humble servants, Krishna listens, right? Especially the most advanced devotees that you can find. If you can please them and get their mercy by your humble service, they pray to Krishna, Krishna, please make this person a devotee. Bring him back home, back to Godhead. Let him have pure devotional service. Let her have the, the secret to life. That it, it happens slowly. We, it doesn't happen overnight. We chant, we, we perform devotional service. But the key is to get the mercy of the other devotees, to get the mercy of our guru. And the guru gives us the bhakti lata bij, the seed of devotion is planted. And then we water and t- water the plant, water the bij, and it grows by our chanting. We water it by chanting. And we tend the garden by pulling out weeds of unwanted uh, activities, desires, sinfulness, so that we don't choke the creeper. And this process leads to developing love for Krishna that is spontaneous. 
Right now, we do things under rules and regulations. Why do I chant 16 rounds? Why do I follow regulator principles? Because these are the rules. And you agree to do that when you take initiation. I will follow these rules. I will do these practices. I will attempt to purify my consciousness to become Krishna conscious. So it doesn't, you don't get spontaneous love of Godhead right away. You have to perform devotional service in a humble and regulated manner. And when you do that, you begin to develop the knowledge slowly and surely that gives you uh, the uh, understanding of Krishna, the understanding of yourself, your understanding of yourself as as in relationship to the Lord. And when you understand that, you understand that everybody else is also has a relationship with Krishna. And they're all special. All the souls are special. Even even people who right now are, are doing bad things, right? They are a spirit soul. And Krishna loves them. Just as much as He loves us as a spirit soul. He's more inclined to us right now because we're doing devotional service. We're trying to get back to Him. So He's pleased with that. But He's most pleased when we try to help others, right? And who are the, the baddest guys on the planet at the time of Lord Chaitanya? Jagai and Mudhai, right? They were terrorizing everybody. They were rapists. They were murderers. They were, their, their, their list of their sins couldn't barely even be kept track of by the Yamadutas, right? They couldn't even keep track of all the sins these two, uh, rascals had committed. And so, I mean, you can just imagine somebody that, that that's terrifying, you know, for, for children, women, people to see, even to see those guys. They were like really scared, right? And Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, Lord Nityananda says, if if we can convert these two to Lord Chaitanya's movement, that'll really be, you know, then people will really see the potency of the Hare Krishna movement. So Lord Nityananda goes up to them and says, just chant. We know the story. You know, they chase him away. And he, he goes to him again later. They throw a pot at him. They draw blood, right, out of Nityananda Prabhu's head. Lord Chaitanya comes. He's going to kill the rascals. Chakra. <laughs> I have no time for this, you know. You've you've hurt my nimai. You hurt you've hurt my uh, nitai. How could you? How could you know? We're here to propagate the Sankirtan movement. We have no time for for rascals, right? And Lord Nityanaburu jumps at Lord Chaitanya's feet and says, "No, don't kill them. Give them to me. <laughs> I want to make them into devotees." And and he goes, and you know what? Um, uh, I think Jagai had done the, the throwing of the pot, right? And Mudhai at that moment said, stop. Don't, don't attack him anymore. And so Lord Nityananda says, you know, Mudhai said to Jagai, he stopped him from attacking me further. And Lord Chaitanya goes, oh, you protected my Nitai? So instantly he forgives him, right? And so Jagai goes, what about me? <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, I want, I want the mercy too. <laughs> I don't want to die. And so, all his life, Jagai felt especially bad, because he had been the aggressive one with Lord Nityananda. So, Lord Nityananda 
told him one day to go build a ghat, build a bathing ghat, you know, some steps, and so that devotees can get into the Ganges more easily, and it's a nice place. That spot is still there, and it's kind of near the road, but you, there's Jagai Mat. And um, this is uh, literally uh, the example. You know, th- this happened for the reason that Kali Yuga is going to get worse. And we as devotees are going to be called upon to go to, to people like Jagai and Madai and risk our own life, right? We may have to run away because <laughs> they attack us with weapons. Who knows, you know? But the more you put yourself on the line to spread Krishna consciousness, try to give Krishna, even to these rascals who don't want it, they're puffed up, they're intoxicated, they have all this wealth, they've they've committed all these crimes. These people are just waiting for death. They know Yamaraj is coming. They don't have any, any they know. They don't, they don't have any kind of uh, illusion that they're going to heaven. They know. They know because they've done horrible things. And the higher up you are, the more horrible things you've done, the more people you've killed. You know, look at some of the leaders of the world today. They've killed a lot of people. Different reasons and different things have happened, and it's happened under their command. They're going to get to karma for that. So why should I even care? (laughs) I'm going to hell, right? They know it. You know, so how can you help me? You know, do you have more wealth or power? I can get some advantage over some other enemy. No, but we we can give you these books. If you read Bhagavad Gita, and if you read Sriman Bhagavatam, and you can be practice devotional service, you can become a devotee, and you can cheat death. You won't have to go to hell. Wow, really? Just just chanting a few words is it that easy? <laughs> yeah, it's that easy. Is it really? No. It's a little harder than that, right? But we trick them. Yeah, it's just that easy. All you gotta do is, is, and then become vegetarian, honor only food offered to Krishna. Eat Krishna Prashad. Give him a plate of halava, right? Ooh, this halava is really good. Can I have another plate? Sure, you can have all you want. <laughs> well, if you can eat all the halava you can eat, and you can eat your way back to Godhead. You can eat your way through your sins. Really? This is all I have to do? <laughs> yeah. That's all you have to do. Come to the temple, make friends with the devotees. Oh, and it's probably a good idea to stop killing people. <laughs> right? It's a good idea to begin to purify your consciousness by chanting Hare Krishna. Follow the regulator principles. It's a little hard sometimes when we meet people, new people, right? They're right off the street. They come in, you can tell, you know, it's going to take a little while because they're still indulging in so much sense gratification. It's okay. You give them prashadam. It works. <laughs> it's a medicine, right? It's a medicine that works. We don't know how it works. We just know it works, right? We don't, why does aspirin take away my headache? What, what's going on here? I need to, I break it up. It's just all powder. I can't understand this, you know. Uh, you know, if I don't understand it, I'm not going to take it. Well, then suffer, right? But you, and, and a lot of people think that. They think, well, I have to understand it before I'll accept it. I have to understand God. <laughs> you want to understand what is not understandable with your human brain. The mind can only do so much. 
unless it gets the mercy of a pure devotee and it gets transcendental knowledge, it can't understand things past a certain point. We can't understand infinity. We can't understand the universe. We've got great, great, uh, you know, telescopes now in space that can look to the whole map, the whole universe. They still don't understand it. They still don't know if it's if it's expanding or contracting. It's actually doing both, and they can't figure it out. <laughs> Excuse me. And so the 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 uh, the nature of uh, Kali Yuga and uh, of human beings in this in this material world is is to be puffed up with knowledge, or to be puffed up with wealth, or to be puffed up with having an attractive body or features. And and fame, people want to be famous. Why? Just to be famous. It's an opulence. It's it's like I need gold. I want gold. I want money. I want all of these things that uh, appear beautiful and will make me feel happy. And and you can't be. You can't be happy because no matter what you get, and you will always be uh, like the fish out of water, right? Because we're spirit soul. And what we really are as a spirit soul needs to be satisfied spiritually. That's why people go to church all the time. That's why they really want religion. People people are very pious. And American Prabhupada said when he first came, he said, God, all the churches, there's so many churches. He goes, that means people are pious. People are, are hanker for spiritual knowledge. But what do they get? Watered down. And even a watered-down version of most religions today, major religions, are still pretty great, right? You know? you they, they, They've been changed a lot, though, from the original teachings of, say, Lord Jesus or um, Muhammad. You know, you really don't have exactly <laughs> what they taught. It gets changed. It's been too long. It's been thousands of years, and so things have happened. But even... How powerful the the original message is in, in in bona fide religions that people still get nourished spiritually from it, and Krishna. It's because Krishna says, even if you worship falsely, <laughs> I'll accept it. Even if you worship the demigods, I accept it as service to me. You worship Lord Jesus. You worship a tree. You worship, you know, something false. You anything. Krishna said, I'm. It's so bad for you. You need so much help. I'm still going to help you <laughs> and give you the credit for that. Because at least that's better if someone's trying to worship something than not worshiping anything at all or just worshiping themselves, right? So Krishna knows how to fan those flames. And that's what we need to do as devotees. And one of the uh, most important things is to... Uh, Try to help people deal with death. You know, death is uh, uh, anxiety for everyone. And so what you have to do is basically, well, I'm just not going to think about it right now. And I'm going to try to self-medicate or I'm going to try to enjoy myself and just forget about death. And so then the years start to tick by and you get older and you start to realize, well, my body's not working like it used to. And in fact, things are shutting down. The knees don't work. Your hips go out. You got to replace them. How crazy is that? You know, you go blind. You go deaf. 
<clears throat> excuse me. And it's a sign. It's, it's happening for a reason. You're not going to be here for forever. So take Krishna consciousness more seriously. Right? And if you don't know about Krishna, death is their old age disease to help people to start to get the point that material enjoyment is not the all in all. And so these big leaders who are real sinful, people in, in, in the media or, or famous people that are sinful and they, everybody else thinks, oh, you're having so much fun being sinful. I want to be sinful too. They all hit the wall, right? They either die from their activities, you know, drugs and, and alcohol and intoxication, or they, uh, they get a disease or bad things happen to the people they love, or they get things they want and they lose them. That's the way of the world. That's the way of material nature. It's, it's, it's working the way it's supposed to work. That's nature. That's the material energy. Goodness, passion, ignorance. Those are the only three things, the three modes. And in fact, those are the only things that are actually doing anything, right? We think we're doing all these things. We're just manipulating. It's just sense. It's just a sense gratification. It's just trying to gratify our senses. But actually, the modes of material nature, the spirit soul is sitting inside. It's covered in illusion. But the spirit soul is not doing any of this. Spirit soul is blissful. And so when we uncover that nature, now, if we do it now, then we won't be afraid of death, right? Because we know. I'm a spirit soul. I'm not really this body. As much as I'm attached to the body, I know death is there one day. So we read the deathless nectar in the form of the narration of the pastimes, the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. And we get so much more enjoyment from that than we do from mundane material pastimes and um, nobody knows how to get rid of death the surest remedy for avoiding death is to accustom oneself to hearing the nectarian pastimes of the lord as they are systematically narrated in the text of the sriman bhagavatam it is advised herein therefore that any human being who desires freedom from death should take to this course of life as recommended by the rishis headed by Sonika, Sonika Rishi. And so the pastimes in the Bhagavatam are very important. We don't go right to the 10th canto, right? Because <laughs> the pastimes of Krishna are in the 10th canto. We go, we start at the first canto and we do, we, we go to the 10th canto in the proper way. So it's like starting at the Lord's feet and looking up to his face. The 10th canto is his face. The first canto are his lotus feet, and we go up. And so this is a sign of respect and humility and honoring uh, the, the instructions of our, our spiritual master. How do we understand Krishna? How do we read the Bhagavatam? And how do we <clears throat> uh, uh, understand the very esoteric and uh, confidential pastimes of Krishna? There's lots of those. and And so sometimes... Devotees want to just jump right ahead to the most esoteric pastimes of, say, Krishna with the gopis. Krishna, Krishna, uh, interacting in, in this loving way with his eternal consorts. No, you go, you go there in, in proper order. Systematic. Prabhupada says it in here. Systematically, uh, 
narrated. But the Bhagavatam lays everything out systematically. So it's important for us to become uh, very familiar with the Bhagavatam. And then we're ready for the, the, the works of the six Goswamis. Then we can read Lalita Madhava, Vidagda Madhava. We can read these real enlightened and esoteric works. Right now we won't understand it. And in fact it can contaminate us. So instead, we wait until we're advanced enough. Then we can read these pastimes. And the pastimes are so enjoyable. And Krishna is so kind. Uh, Prabhupada and our gurus are so kind that even we hear a little bit of it, we can understand how nectarian it is. And I, I want to give one pastime, because this is the time of the year that pretty soon we'll be having uh, Janmashtami, right? Krishna's birthday. Well, before Janmashtami is a special festival that's really appropriate for the hot weather. Does anybody, you want to guess what it is? Well, Balaram comes first. Yeah, but they have one that's really, really fun. And it's the Swing Festival. The Swing Festival. Why does the Swing Festival happen now? Because it's hot out. <laughs> what do you do to get relief? You get air blowing. That's why they have a Swing Festival. Do they just have one swing and it just goes back and forth? No, they have four. And they're like set out in a cross, across from each other, two and two. And then the, the, the swings meet in the center. <laughs> so all, all four will swing and they'll all meet and say, I don't, they don't crash into each other, but they're just arranged just perfectly, right? So that they're like that. Then they have holy. They throw, they throw, uh, powder bombs and they have squirt guns and have water fights. What else do you do when it's super hot outside? Water fight, right? <laughs> squirt guns, water on each other. So, <clears throat> Radha and Krishna come to their swing. Radharani is going to sit on the swing. Krishna's offering it to her. It's white. The whiteness of this, of her seat where she was going to seat defeated the whiteness of the milk ocean. Because that was Radha, where Radharani, Radharani was going to sit. Srimati Radharani is un, ununderstandably pure. She's so pure. We can't, we, can, we can't understand. But that's a little hint of how pure she is. That even her sitting place on the swing, <laughs> which was white, you know, padded cushion, you know, probably silk or some material we can't even imagine, right? White. The whiteness of that seat defeated the whiteness of the milk ocean. Can you imagine an ocean of white milk? How white that must be? <laughs> That's a pretty white thing, right? That So they sit. She sits on that. Then they have their swing festivals. And so they have they have fights. And they get the water. They get the air flowing and the water going. Krishna is the most expert fighter. And throws the powder bomb, squirts, but never gets even a tiny speck of powder hits him. Because he's so expert. No one can hit Krishna. <laughs> And you know they're probably all trying, right? Today we'll get Krishna. You know, they all gang up on, they, not even a tiny speck 
gets on Krishna. Not a speck of water or a speck of, of powder. Nothing can touch Krishna. Because he's that expert. You know, he, he finds a way. <laughs> he gets around it while they're swing, swinging. And these are all arrangements of the gopis. The gopis make these arrangements for Radha and Krishna's pleasure. And the gopas are there too. And so the gopis and gopas fight. And they, but they're there to serve the pastimes. They're there to facilitate Radha and Krishna's uh, dealings. And so, uh, we, we don't have to, uh, go to the most, uh, esoteric understandings. We can just begin to understand and see the pleasure in that, right? And see how enjoyable that is. And, and can you just imagine if you could even just see that, you know, much less be a part of it. But Krishna consciousness offers you the chance to be a part of it. You know, you get to, Get to join those pastimes and others, unlimited. There's unlimited pastimes. How can we understand that? You know, because in our life we just have limited pastimes. There's limited numbers of fun things to do in the world. That's it. There's That's all there is. It's a material world. In a spiritual world, there is no limit to the enjoyable pastimes of Radha and Krishna and, the, and their associates. No limit. And that's just, that's that's amazing. Amazing to think about. So we can, we should, you know, remember these pastimes, you know, when we're chanting our rounds and we're thinking, oh, I don't really want to chant, or maybe I'll stop, I need to do something else. No. Pull your mind back, stay on the holy name, and remember why you're chanting. What's the goal? These pastimes are so nectarian, they're so enjoyable, they're so above anything in the material world, right? There's, there's nothing in the material world can compare to that. You couldn't do what they do, you know. Radha, Radha, Radha and Krishna have a have a wrestling match. I think of this all the time. It's so amazing. Radha and Krishna. Radharani and the gopis say, you know, Radharani is more powerful than Krishna. And the gopas and, the, and Krishna. No, no, the, Krishna is more powerful. So they argue. Then they say, well, we let's have a let's have a wrestling match. <laughs> so they build a wrestling match in the forest. And that Radharani ties her sari in a special way so she can fight, right? Wrestle. And so Krishna comes into the ring. First he gets knocked down by her, 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 her scent, her smell. Almost, he almost passes out. Just smelling her. Then he sees her. <laughs> and Radharani's like this and turns and looks at him, gives him a sidelong glance, right? Krishna passes out. <laughs> Krishna can't, can't go any further. He's defeated. Just by the sidelong glance, the loving glance of Radharani. That's how much Krishna loves Radharani and Radharani loves Krishna. That their interaction is that powerful with each other. So Krishna is defeated <laughs> before they even have the wrestling match. And the, and the, and the cowherd, you know, the gopa, gopis go crazy. Radharani wins. You know, the gopas are, oh no, you know, what happened? <laughs> they understand. So, these these uh, loving pastimes are uh, there's 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 nothing to compare in the material world, right? You look at movies from the seventies or eighty, you know, love story, romantic story. You know, most of they're about boy gets girl, boy loves girl, boy loses girl, right? 
That's what it all, that's what it is. Everybody's crying. The girl leaves. She don't like him or she gets cancer and dies, right? You know, it's, that's what these, it's so, they're mundane. They're boring. They're stupid. They're silly. They're, 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 they're you know, they just, they can't be anything greater than what they're, what, what, what they occur in. The story occurs in the material world. It can only be as great as the greatest material thing, right? And the greatest material thing can't compare to transcendence, to the transcendental spiritual world. You say, well, how do you know that exists? <coughs> Excuse me, because we read about it. Because <laughs> we chant, we feel it in our heart. We hear from expert personalities. This is how things are. We take it on authority that we ourselves have accepted, right? We accept the Srimad Bhagavatam. Why? Because we know the story about how the Bhagavatam came about, why it was spoken. Um, Vyasadeva, he wasn't happy after writing the Vedas. And Narada Muni said, yeah, you're not happy because you haven't spoken about Krishna. <laughs> now do Bhagavatam. So he narrates Bhagavatam and Sukadeva Goswami hears it. Because that was his father. So Sukadev hears it in the womb. Later then he comes out and he speaks Bhagavatam for Pariksit Maharaj and all the other sages that are there. And and why? It's so clear. For our benefit. <laughs> you know, most of them didn't need to hear it. They just wanted to hear it, right? They wanted to enjoy the nectar. So they would say sat there for how many days? It was a week, right? Perksit Maharaj didn't eat or drink. Didn't even drink any water. Didn't care. Because they wanted to hear the Bhagavatam. It was that amazing. They were enraptured. They were in, in trance. They were everything. It was so much greater than anything else they could have done. These are transcendentalists of the highest order. Narda Muni is a, a, a traveling spaceman. He's always in ecstasy of Krishna consciousness, right? <coughs> Excuse me. He plucks his vena. He sings. He's in ecstasy, thinking of Krishna and remembering his pastimes. And not only that, he's facilitating. He's always facilitating Krishna's pastimes. And they go, they all wanted to be there, you know, to hear the Bhagavatam because it's that uh, nectarian. And even even the parts of the Bhagavatam, like about creation or the hellish planets, it's still in the Bhagavatam, and it's still because it relates to Krishna. So they're making it clear. The reason of Bhagavatam, all of it, is so amazing is because it all relates to Krishna. The Bhagavatam is the special way that the material world, the spiritual world, everything is explained with Krishna. Right? It's not mundane. So it's like, you don't always get that, right? It's like, you know, okay, I want the product that has everything. And materially, you know it can never be that way, right? You know, like... Like, for instance, this is a mundane example. They have shampoo, right? It's a shampoo and it's a conditioner. Well, can it really do both? No. Come on, it's ridiculous. You can't, you can't do it. You gotta shampoo your hair, then you condition your hair. They're separate things. But they say, well, we'll put them together as a selling point. Now, now use the, it'll, it'll have the same result. It doesn't. But, the Bhagavatam, 
the, the Bhagavad Gita, it has everything. <laughs> it really does. All spiritual potencies, all knowledge, all spiritual understanding, everything is in the Gita. Bhagavad Gita explains everything. The Bhagavatam is for those who get a taste for Krishna from the Bhagavad Gita. Now you want to hear everything about Krishna. Okay, now that's why the Srimad Bhagavatam is here. Just amazing, isn't it? All right, I went over a little bit. Sorry about that. 8.35. And we'll be ready for text number 9 tomorrow. Any comments, questions? Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki. Shri Prabhupada ki.